Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello! Happy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, whatever day you're listening to this episode. This is a personal one and it's something I am so excited to talk about because it's a journey that has really shifted my relationship with myself and it's something that I worked on for a couple of years and I finally feel like I am out of the woods. Actually, I feel like I'm more than out of the woods. I feel like I'm in a very good place with everything I'm going to talk about today and I'm excited to share that with you. Obviously, you've seen the title. We're talking about food, exercise, and loving on your body. But I need to give a very strong trigger warning for this and just like a heads up to anyone who is struggling with an eating disorder or who has struggled with an eating disorder and is unsure of their security in their recovery you can't listen to this episode. Like I'm telling you right now, like if you are not in a place of recovery with your eating disorder where, and you're like in a place where you're not sure if you would relapse, you need to not listen to this. I'm telling you right now for the sake of your own mental health and your well-being and the future of you, you need to not listen to this because it's going to be very triggering and it's going it, to, it has the potential to warp ideas in your mind of what I'm saying and I'm going to be very very clear with the things that I'm saying but I would just prefer if you're not certain about your recovery or you're in an active eating disorder please don't listen to this like this is not the episode for you I love you so much and I want you to get the help and the healing that you deserve and I hope that you find that and start looking for it and 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 research that but this is this is not the episode for that this episode is for individuals who are in a good place with their body, in a good place with food, in a good place with exercise, or maybe like don't feel motivated for exercise um, and are looking for advice on how to better their relationship with their body, with food and with exercise in a positive way, who are not currently struggling with eating disorders or excessive exercise. That is who this podcast episode is for. And I just want to be so clear with that. Obviously, you know, you have autonomy, you make your own decisions, but that's my intent. That is who I am speaking to in this episode. So I just want to jump into it. Honestly, I feel like I've got a lot to talk about, a lot to say. This was actually prompted by my students in my course, A Happy Human. You can check all the info on that below and you can use code COSMIC at checkout to save some money and just become the dreamiest version of you that you've always dreamed of being. Become that best version, higher version of yourself. They had asked me in our call last week what my relationship, like how my relationship with food and exercise kind of evolved and changed and they wanted me to talk about that. So I did. And then I put a poll on my Instagram a couple days ago and you guys voted 100% like this is what you wanted. So I'm here and I'm doing it. And on my Instagram, by the time you're hearing this or the day that you're hearing this, um, there should already be like a post of like my before and afters from, actually, I don't know if I'm posting that. (laughs) I think that might be a little too much for me. Um, Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. 
TBD. But I've been on a journey. I'm not on the journey so much anymore. I'm just kind of like fucking training for my race at this point. Um, But I have always had like an affinity for fitness. I love working out. I've always loved being super active. We ran as a family for a couple of years. Um, We were part of like, not the running room, that's a store, but like a runner's group back in my hometown. We used to watch my dad do races. We would travel a couple of times a year to watch him do like a 5k or a 10k. And I remember being like probably like seven years old, eight years old, nine years old, and thinking to myself like, I'm going to do that one day. And in my mind, it was like, I'm going to run a marathon one day. My dad never ran a marathon. So where I got that idea, I don't know. Maybe that's just some sort of feat that my soul wants to accomplish as a human in this life. And I'm doing half in September. So there's that. That is happening. I actually did my first half less than a week ago. And I actually, I'm, I actually can't believe, I can't believe that I did it. Um, it's really fascinating to see your body do something borderline inhumane sometimes. Honestly, 21.1 kilometers or 13.1 miles isn't all that bad. Like I will admit it's, it, it burns when you're not used to it. It's, but I know someone doing a full marathon at the same, like in the same race that I'm doing the half. And I'm just like running for four hours straight makes me want to throw up. I will do it one day. It's on my bucket list to do it, which is why I'm starting off with the half, but fuck me. Like four hours. When I looked at that, I was like, oh my God, four hours literally makes me want to fucking throw up. So I'm not going to start with a marathon. I'm going to start, start with a half. No big deal. So basically what I'm, why I'm saying this is because I've always loved fitness. I've always loved pushing my body to new limits. I've always loved seeing what my body is capable of. And obviously that's clear. I don't know anyone who runs a half marathon just for the fuck of it. Um, I don't think that that's like a normal thing. I think people who run or like do any race are people who just love, love the run, love to run. So kind of going back to like my childhood history, we did that. I was like a pretty normal sized kid. Um, for the most part, I think around age eight, I was like maybe like a little chubbier. I feel like I just remember my friends definitely like being thinner than me. And I was like aware of that. And I felt kind of uncomfortable, but at this point, like I was still like running cross country at school. I danced for how many years did I dance for? I danced from that time I was three and a half until I was like almost 17. So however many years that is like 14 years. Um, I played soccer for 10 years, 11 years. I played ball hockey for a year and like, like I've, I've been enjoy, I enjoyed that kind of stuff. I fucking hated soccer, actually not going to lie. Um, but I played right mid, so I was running all the time. And by the time I got to middle school, so seventh, eighth grade, I lost weight, like puberty hit and I just like lost weight. And I have since then, except for one point in my life, I have since then been very, very tiny to give you an idea of my physical profile, I am 5'1", so 154 centimeters. I have a what's known as like a rectangular build. So like I don't have an hourglass shape. I don't have a pear shape. Like I like just Google it, like a rectangular shape. Like it's it's called the, if I was, you know, if I was 5'7", 5'8", 5'9", with the rectangular build, I could, like it's the model shape. It's just like, there's like, there's not much, 
I don't want to say there's not much to me because I don't want to speak that way about my body. I'm very intentional with the words that I choose, but like I'm not, I'm not curvy to say the least. I actually made the mistake once of buying jeans that were like curvy jeans and they just like, it was just funny. It was just not a good choice. It was so funny. Um, and then on top of that, I've been a vegetarian since I was 15 with the exception of two points in my life, which we'll talk about in this. So that's kind of like an idea of my background. So obviously being 5'1 and like really petite, the healthy weight range for someone my size is like somewhere between like 100 and 110 pounds. If you are my size and my build and you don't weigh that much, don't worry about it. I am not going to talk about how much I have ever weighed I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use one point of reference um, when I talk about getting out of a very abusive relationship because it's actually really devastating how much I weighed. And then after that, I'm not going to mention how much I weighed. I'm going to mention how much I've gained and I've lost, but I'm not going to be telling you how much I currently weigh because I just feel like that can bring up a lot of comparison for a lot of people. And I honestly don't want to hear because... I've gone through this as well where like being super fit and super tiny and looking the way that I do like I swear to god if someone tells me to eat a cheeseburger one more fucking time I think I might choose violence like it's just there's a lot of misconceptions about people who are my size and it goes both ways whether you're super tiny or you know you're you've got curves on you and you've you you know you're heavier it's like just don't tell people what to eat is basically what I'm saying. Um, okay. So I lost a lot of my weight when I was, um, when I hit puberty. So I was about 11, 12 years old and still in middle school, I went through, this is actually something that most, I don't think I've ever talked about, but I, y'all don't understand how much I was bullied in middle school. It's actually like, it was really bad. And I'm just going to go and shut my window because apparently the city is just now loud. I, it was quiet when I started recording. Like, why? Can we all just take a moment, if you're like a regular listener to this podcast and you love supporting me and Mads Mess and my business and our community and this podcast, can we all just like take a minute to manifest a fucking podcast studio, please? Oh my God. Like, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for that upgrade. Let's fucking go. Okay. So back to, yeah, middle school, I was actually bullied like horrendously through middle school. It was really bad. And I think that this is when like I was already going through a lot of trauma back home at this point. I was still living part time with my biological mother and I don't really talk too much about the shit that went on there. But if you have my book, Sweet Daisies, then you know what I'm talking about. Like it's just really bad. Um, it was a really bad, really bad time. And I was already going through so much. And there was a person in my friend group at the time who, anyway, is anyway, I went through a lot of bullying and honestly, wasn't even just in the friend group. I went through bullying with a couple other people as well who, you know, were just, they were trying to be the cool kids. And sometimes the cool kids tried to bully you, which was weird because I was friends with like everyone. Like I had a core group of friends, but I was friends with everyone. But I went through, nonetheless, I went through a lot of bullying and the bullying had a lot to do with my looks, Um, which just is just, anyway. Anyways, um, 
so not a time that was entirely enjoyable but that's a conversation for another time and I feel pretty healed by that I mean I have gotten my I I unleashed my rage on um my my bully whenever I entered the first year of high school she was still part of our friend group and I unleashed on her one day and she stopped bullying me after that so I was like yep fuck you don't fuck with me anymore I'm fucking over it Anywho, so back to body journey. Um, Going into high school, I was still going through a lot of this trauma in my like home life. It was really bad (laughs) Um, and it was so stressful on me psychologically that my fight or flight system did not shut off for like three years, four years, something like that. It was really, really bad and it got to a point in the spring of 2012 where I like just couldn't eat it this was not like a choice like I was fucking hungry but the minute I would go to eat I was so fucking nauseous like I just couldn't eat because of how much adrenaline was coursing through my body I literally remember walking to class at like the end of March 2012 and it was to geography class and we have like what were called portables so like if you didn't have like enough class space in the high school, there were like these four rooms in like these like makeshift buildings um, really, really close to the school. And I was walking to geography and I remember getting so lightheaded. I had to like stop and I was like, what did I eat today? And I literally had had green tea and a few crackers. That was it. And I was like, man, this is fucked up. Like, Like I'm really unwell right now. I would eat some dinner because like my, we ate as a family at my dad's place um but it was really tough and like these are the unfortunate effects of trauma on the body and how mental health directly impacts your physical being so that was really really hard but that got better I think through the summer there were a lot of changes that came into play that spring and summer I was officially living with my dad and just like on like a mental and physical health journey, like getting myself back together. I think I also went back to therapy at this point. Yeah, I think I did actually, or that might've been shortly after. But either way, things were healing. Like I started, I was back at like a normal weight again for my range. And then, you know, got into an abusive relationship. So all of that progress deteriorated pretty quickly. The relationship was abusive in every sense of, the word abusive and I'm just gonna leave it there um if you've read my book you already know so I feel like I just don't like revisiting these things because I already released it all in the book and I honestly just hate talking about the fact that I ever dated that person like it's just like I don't know like I don't I don't believe in having regrets in life but like definitely would not make that decision ever again in my life so in that relationship though I had absolutely zero autonomy over my body okay it was really bad like really bad really bad and like I didn't have a say over the clothing that I wore over the people that I spoke to over my social media accounts that got deleted um like so bad guys that like male family members were deleted off my Facebook account because they were men and apparently that meant that my whorish ass was sleeping with them um these were like literal accusations and there was an instance, instant, instance, I don't know what the proper conjugation for that is, um, 
and I can talk about this because I actually, this is one of the pieces of evidence that was brought into my court case and I won my court case on all the charges. So I'm allowed to talk about this legally. And I remember it was springtime. I had actually just gotten over, I was, I think I was actually still concussed at this point, not because of the person. I will, that was a soccer ball in a soccer game. That was it. That was a Yasa championship smack to the head with the fucking soccer ball that fucking blacked me out that was hilarious um but I was still recovering from a concussion and I remember talking to my ex about how summer was coming along and he basically was telling me what I couldn't and couldn't 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 wear for the summer um which included tank tops which was just anyway you know we're not anyway the discussion got very heated and it actually ended up getting physical and I'm just gonna I'm not gonna go into the details of that but it got physical and marks were left on my body and it was really just not a good time and it at this point I had already known like I needed to leave the relationship and it was just becoming more and more clear to me uh I was just really scared but this is like to show you like I had literally zero autonomy over my body and I was losing so much weight from the stress of the relationship that like I, I could not like defend myself. Um, honestly, I think I was even too scared to defend myself, to be quite honest with you. It was just really bad. And so when that relationship ended, because I wasn't allowed to go to the gym or do anything like that. And listen, I was in high school. I was like 15. He was a few years older than me, not in high school, past that. <laughs> um, so you're probably thinking like, well, like you could have gone to the gym and like, no, because that's like the amount of phone calls I would get for the day, like being like tracked basically and like living in a small town, like it just, I literally couldn't without getting absolutely berated and going through a lot of abuse from defying basically orders, which is just like, I think I would laugh. I think I would actually laugh. Actually, I did laugh. There was a time a little quick aside, I remember going on a date and like kind of seeing this guy back in summer of 2021. And I like call people bro. I go, bro, I don't do it actually so much anymore. But I was in a phase where like I just called everyone bro. And he was like, don't call me that. And I was like, yo, like, relax. It's really not that big of a deal. Like it's like, don't worry, like don't get your panties in a twist. And I remember him saying, some interesting stuff about how like I could and couldn't speak to him and yeah it got really interesting and like listen I'm all for being respectful to people but like if bro is a part of my language like I don't know I don't know I don't know maybe I'm being a hypocrite but it was just interesting so anywho um going back to getting into the gym so when I left the abusive relationship I was like fuck that first of all I will never be in a position ever again where I don't feel like I can physically defend myself. And if you saw my stories um, yesterday, I kind of shared about how I went on a run the other night and like I got like briefly followed by a very just like not cool dude. Um, And I am at a point where I can confidently say, and I said this in my story, where like I will... I will happily ruin someone like I am very confident in my abilities to kick some serious ass and I feel strong about that despite my size um I feel good about that and I 
that is something that I've been working on for the last, I got out of the relationship when I was, which is about to be 16, so almost 10 years. Oh my God, that's insane. That is insane, dude, how much time has gone by. So this is when in the fall, October of 2013 is when I just fell in love with weightlifting. And ever since then, the gym and I have been best buds. We have had a long-standing relationship, but during this time from 16 to 18, I was, I mean, I was lifting every single day. When I got out of the relationship, just to give you an idea of how much stress I was in for 13 months, um, this is a really, this is, it's actually really sad to me when I think about this. Um, I was just less, like maybe like a point, a couple, de- couple decimal places off. Um, but I was about 87 pounds, um, like 86 something, 87 pounds, uh, 16 years old, getting out of an abusive relationship. If that doesn't tell you the trauma that I went through, I don't know what will, other than my book. Um, and other than the fact that I, I won my court case. Um, so it was bad and I was weak and I needed to eat and I needed to fucking get my shit together. So I started eating and at this point still vegetarian. Um, I'm currently vegan. And like I said, there's only been two instances where I started eating animal products again. And I'm going to talk about that. That's later on. So I just assume this entire time I'm vegetarian. Even when I moved to Italy and lived in Italy, still a vegetarian. So from October of 2013, I start weightlifting and I'm weak as fuck. Weak as fuck. Obviously, I'm 87 pounds. Like, bitch couldn't even fucking do a 10 pound dumbbell curl, like a bicep curl. Like, it was cute. It was cute. But I got really strong really quickly. And I trained for anywhere from 90 minutes to two and a half hours. So an hour and a half to two and a half hours every single night in the gym I would come home from school at like 3 45 I would um get my homework done because I I love learning and then we would have dinner at like 5 36 and then I was at the gym by 7 and home at like usually like 9 30 and then I would come home and I would have my like post-workout meal and my post-workout meal was always super clean typically it was half a cup of rice with um two eggs and shredded cheese. <laughs> that was literally, that was, that was my post-workout meal. Um, and I did this seven days a week, pretty much. The only time I didn't work out is if I didn't have access to my parents' car or didn't have a way of getting to the gym. Otherwise, I fucking was at the gym. I was at the gym so much that like those of us who went between seven and nine every single night, we were like all like a family and we just like got along super well. And it was just such a, I actually, this is the thing that I haven't found yet in Montreal. I haven't found my home gym in Montreal. I've been going to the same gym for the last two years, but it's not my home gym. And I know that. And I'm like trying to find my home gym. I'm like trying to find it. So Anyways, a gym is a gym, but like there is something about your home gym, the gym that you fall in love with working out in and weightlifting in, like there's something different about it. And I seriously believe that I was strong as fuck. Okay. I was strong as fuck. I, by the time from 16 to 17 in one year, I put on, I need to do some math here. I put on like over 30 pounds of pure muscle pure muscle. 
I had a 17 to 18% body fat because yes, I got that measured. And I ate so fucking clean. So, 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 so clean. The reason for that was because I lacked so much autonomy over my body the year prior in the abusive relationship. My discipline was so strict because I wanted to regain control to me. And it wasn't control in a bad way of like, I refuse to eat cookies because cookies are bad. I didn't believe cookies were bad. I didn't believe that at all. I didn't believe that pizza was bad. I didn't believe that these things were bad. I didn't eat them because I wanted a say over my body. And for a lot of people, eating junk food and chips was super normal. For me, I also have to admit, I'm not one to crave those things. I'm still not. I don't really crave that shit. My cravings are pizza. Okay, I crave pizza. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be straight with you. I crave pizza. I have pizza like once a week. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, well, maybe like every two weeks. Time goes by fast. And I crave pasta. I crave like carbs. I don't really crave sweets. I'm not a big sweets person. I crave peanut butter. I crave pasta. I crave pizza. And I crave my fucking cashew cheese. I just bought some yesterday because fuck me up. And so it wasn't like I didn't look at food as being like good or bad, but I was very restrictive with it because I just I wanted all the say over my body. That was it. I wanted all the say. I didn't want to be like I didn't want to give up my discipline because to me that was like giving up my body and I didn't want to I didn't want to go through that again. So that was how I was dealing with that on a mental level and that's how my mental health was affected by that whole, you know, situation. And then I was also, the reality is here, I was also in a very deep trauma response. I was going through PTSD from the relationship. I still lived in the same city as my abuser while there were restraining orders and court hearings and meeting with police officers and detectives and lawyers. And that, I'm sorry, when you are like 16, 17, I think it's terrifying for any person. But when you're 16, 17 and your support network is not how it could have been, and that's okay, like that, you know, that is all done and forgiven and, you know, we're all good with that. But like, I didn't have a lot of support during that period. I was really doing it on my own and I did go back into therapy and I, I think therapy honestly probably saved my life. My therapist actually came to my trial. Um, shout out to him. He was a real one. Oh my God. Oh my God, I could talk about him forever. He he saved my life. Honestly, there are a few people in my in that I have known in this life who have saved my life, and I'm just real grateful for them. Anyways, fast forward, I graduate high school with honors. I get scholarships and grants to go to university. I go to university. I am in a different city now, so my subconscious mind receives that as holy fuck we can slow down and basically break down because we're safe now. And so my mental health just went to shit. Like, just fully fucking went to shit. Just went, like, just down the fucking drain. By the time second semester came around, I was hyper anxious, depressed because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing with my life, um, and depressed because of trauma, and I stopped going to the gym. The gym was a place that gave me a lot of anxiety, like, a lot of anxiety. And then I moved to Italy for the summer. And so, obviously not working out for like probably like I'd say four four or five months from like December of my first year until the end of my first year I didn't I didn't work out and then I literally got on a plane like 
less than a week after my semester, my final semester of first year was over and I moved to Italy for the summer for a job. And honestly, listen, I'm not going to tell you that you have to gain weight when you go to Italy, but if you go to Italy expecting to not gain weight, listen, maybe I was binge eating. I probably might've been actually. The food was just so good. There was, oh my God, it was so good, guys. I don't have these photos on my Instagram anymore. I've like reposted some, but the like original ones are archived. Oh my God, that was such a fun time in my life. But there was this place right next to our house and I would walk down. I had Tuesdays and third, no, Thursdays they had ice skating. Um, The fact that I still remember that. I literally remember the schedule. Hockey gymnastics ice skate literally remember all of it um but I there was this place and I had Tuesdays off I know I had Tuesday evenings off I don't remember why I had Tuesday evenings off but I always had Tuesday evenings off and I would walk to this pizza place this oh my god it was so good it was so good you don't oh my god I need to go back there I need to get the address of where I lived and I need to go back to this very particular restaurant holy shit I had a pizza and I I know there were no leftovers. I ate the whole fucking pizza, a liter of wine. I think honestly, it wasn't the food that made me gain weight. I think it was the sheer amount of fucking alcohol I drank because the wine in Italy is so cheap. You can get an amazing, and I mean amazing bottle of wine in Italy for two euro, two, two euro. That's like $3 and that's taxes in. It was so good. And then obviously I had to get dessert because Italians are known for tiramisu and I, mm, I fuck up tiramisu. And this is before I got diagnosed with celiac disease. So I didn't have to worry about shit. I mean, I had celiac disease, which probably didn't help either, but, um, it was fucking delicious. So obviously I gained weight. I came back and I think I had gained like something like 11 or 12 pounds. And that was just, that was, I didn't work out when I was in Italy. No, my working out was lifting the wine glass and running into the water on the beach. Like that was my workout and it is what it is. I came back and then I I was in a relationship that was really beautiful and very, very healing, but I was also going through a depression. So like working out was like really not my thing. I was really tired and I was spending my and my ex and I, different ex than the one I was talking about previously, obviously, um, but my ex and I, we were long distance. Were we long distance? Yeah, we were long distance um, for that time. And so my like extra time was going into like making plans and like preparing for him to come visit or like booking my bus so that I could go and see him. And that that's kind of how I spent my time. And then also like catching up on schoolwork because I was depressed during the day, but then also had like papers to write and exams to write and so during this time in my second year of university to kind of get through all that I I was put on antidepressants it was a necessary part of my journey I've been off those since um the very beginning of 2021 so two and a half years has it only been that long it feels like it's been like a decade holy shit um and those were fine for me I did gain a little bit of weight with my antidepressant which is pretty standard Um, But I was also abusing Adderall um, during exams. So I would pop a bunch of those, be up for like five days, study, get shit done. And for me, I wasn't hungry on Adderall. I would just have that and then caffeine. So my weight was like fluctuating. It was rough. It was just a rough time. And during this period, I really had a tough relationship with my body. 
it just like wasn't where it needed to be because my mental health was struggling and I'm a firm believer that if your mental health is not in check your physical health is not in check and if your physical health is not in check then your mental health is not in check like they really do work together and I have Virgo placements and sixth house placements in my birth chart which means like there is a huge 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 emphasis on my mind body connection and health and fitness and food like these are really big big key factors and um, areas of high importance in my life and I've really understood that like ever since learning about my birth chart and my contract um, for this lifetime like it all just makes a lot of sense to me seeing my journey and like where I'm at now because of it and then fast forward to being home in the summer of uh what year would that have been 2017 I was home and just like eating I was eating more I definitely think that this is when like the binge eating kind of came in because I was just in an environment where I didn't feel the best um, that's since changed. And I love, you know, my family and I are, are on really great terms. We're as close as, as we've ever been and we're all evolving and healing and expanding. And it's really, really great. But there was just a time that was really, really tough for me. And this was part of it. And so I think I started using like food to cope um, and was definitely drinking a lot again that summer, partied a lot and yeah, I gained some weight. And then going into my third year of university, I was also at this point too with food where I was like constantly hungry as well. So I don't really remember if it was like binge eating. I know I definitely started like emotional eating at that point, but I wouldn't say I was binge eating at that point. I think it was like emotional eating, but I was so fucking hungry all the time and I didn't understand why. And then in October of 2017, I got diagnosed with celiac disease. And basically what was happening was... I was so hungry all the time because my body was not absorbing the nutrients because my body was responding to the food as an attack. So it wasn't absorbing anything, which is just like horrifying, but I gained so much weight and then went through a deep mental health crisis and um, the attempt to unalive myself in March of 2018 and started smoking a bunch of weed and just just going hard on that for a very long time and obviously weed gives you the munchies that never goes away weed makes you so fucking hungry it's literally not even funny um indica is worse for that than sativa i will say but oh my god the fact that i still know that (laughs) you guys it's so funny to be an ex-stoner and like an ex-drug user like it's just so funny it's so funny to me because i look back and i'm like who you girl that is so not you like that you were hurting you were hurting anyways so at this point I have gained 45 pounds and I am at the heaviest I have ever been and to be honest with you if I share before and afters I don't know that I'm gonna share that because And this is the thing, it's not because looking that way is bad or ugly or like gross, but the way that I fucking felt in my body, it's not about how I looked, it's about how I felt. And I don't know if I feel comfortable sharing that. That feels way too much for me because I felt real not good. I felt really not good in my body and really not good about myself obviously I had literally just tried to like take my life so I really was not feeling all that great about myself and then that just kind of continued and binge eating really got bad after my mental health crisis like it just 
I didn't know what the fuck to do. And yeah, I was in therapy. Um, therapy has always been something that it's hard for minds like myself because we like if you are like a self analytical person and you understand things and you're very analytical and you're very wise sometimes therapists will look at you and be like okay like you get it like why are you here it wasn't until I met my most recent therapist in 2021 where she was like okay she was like you understand like all of this she's like so you don't need me to tell you any of this she's like you just need to like basically like bounce off your thoughts and let me be here to help you feel like that's what I needed help with and so therapy was not always the most conducive to my healing which is where my spiritual practice comes in for sure like that that's what saved me in all honesty but in saying that too I feel like I also owe that to my therapist who came to the trial with me because he taught me so much like he helped me see things from a higher perspective so like I'm not bashing therapy I think therapy is the best thing that you could ever do for yourself I think coaching is also one of the best things you can do for yourself I think seeing a nutritionist is also one of the best things you can do for yourself there's so many different types of like healing modalities that I think you should take part in no matter how healthy and in check you think you are but at this point in my life it just like was not it was not enough for me um and so I really was diving into my spirituality and started going through my awakening but was very resistant to it because I was like already feeling really ostracized and very different and I was like I can't also be a medium like I just this is not something that I can accept and I I knew this my entire life like I've had mediumship experiences my entire life and psychic experiences my entire life like I knew um I think I've said it in an episode before like there were jokes in my friend group and in my family group of like oh my god like I must be psychic like it's like a running fucking joke because I actually was and I knew I actually was and am and that was something that I wasn't willing to integrate at that point in my life because I already felt so ostracized but little did I know and would come to find out in 2019 that that is what I needed to not be ostracized and to like be loved and accepted by my family because I was not gonna be hiding myself anymore and I wouldn't be angry and depressed anymore because I was gonna allow myself to be my true self so fast forward September of 2019 I became homeless and I lost work because of my mental health and because of that I obviously couldn't afford food and I lost the 45 pounds I had gained from like the binge eating and the celiac issues, um, I lost in six weeks, which is just really bad for you. And I don't want you to hear that and be like, oh my God, that's so great. I want you to hear that and say, holy fuck, that's really bad. Because you should not be losing more than at most two pounds per week. So that's really not good. And let me tell you, the damage that losing that much weight will have on your body is insane you have to keep that in mind as well and that is something that I've had to learn to love in 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 my body journey as well right of like okay well this is the body that also gained 45 pounds and then lost it and is like literally has always been doing the best it can to survive for me so like I can't really hate my body for being here and existing and living and trying to thrive for me even when I put it in situations where I was literally killing it, like literally killing it. Because with my um, overconsumption of weed, I've told you guys this before, I had um, cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome like five fucking times, which is basically saying that every single cell of the trillions of cells in your body, every single cell is intoxicated with THC and is now starting to turn on your body and like basically kill itself. It's basically a slow and painful overdose on marijuana, which people don't think is possible, but it very much is. And I went through it a handful of times and it's fucking brutal. So 
I now view my body as like a fucking warrior because I have put her through so much hell and she's still here pushing limits running fucking half marathons now she's she's a gem we love her um but in September from September 2019 to I would say I don't know November 2020 November 2020 I was very fluid with what I was eating. I did not care about a vegetarian diet because I was so fucking hungry. I was just going to, I honestly also didn't even care about gluten at that point. Like I was just hungry. I just needed fucking food. I tried as much as I could to not eat gluten because getting glutened is an absolutely horrifying experience. But I was literally eating anything that I could because I was starving, like literally starving. And I lived with my parents from March, 2020 to November, 2020. And again, even though I had like a constant supply of food, I think there was like a bit of binging going on here too. And I also was eating literally anything because I had just gone six months without food. And I'm telling you right now, like until you're in that situation, you don't understand what it's like and like all your ethical processing for when it comes like at least like as a vegan like all the ethical processing I was like I don't care like I need to survive right now it was really bad and it was really sad because I don't enjoy eating those things like I really don't so then flash forward um in November I moved to Montreal and was eating like predominantly vegetarian um I want to say for the most part I think I would have chicken every once in a while and then in June 2021 obviously I got sober and then transitioned back to a vegetarian diet. August 2021, I started seeing a nutritionist who is a really great friend of mine. Her name's Lauren, Lauren Dunn Nutrition. I don't think she's working right now because she just had my beautiful nephew. Oh my God, my sweet baby Bo. Um, so also, if you're hearing this, go give them a big congratulations on their Instagram. If you follow Lauren and Jordan Dunnan, they just brought home their, their bundle of joy. Um, he was just born last week. And so, um, but anyway, she, she was my nutritionist and she helped me a lot with my gut healing. And she actually helped me, um, heal my binge eating disorder, which was really an intuitive process and an emotional process at that too, because binge eating comes from an overactive solar plexus where the, the solar plexus needs, gratification and because the solar plexus is located in the stomach a lot of people mistake that for being hungry when they're not actually hungry so you know when you're hungry and I've got stories to tell you because I just did it earlier today and it was just such a stupid move which we'll get to after um but such an idiot I was such I was just a silly little goose today such a silly little goose but at some point in my hormone healing with her she said hey like if you can try and incorporate some really organic like grass-fed chicken and like see how that helps with your your hormone healing journey so i ate on off some chicken every now and then um until like up i want to say until i think i did it for like a few months and then got off of it because i was noticing some issues and then did it again for a few months from like september or august of last year to like october or November, beginning of November of 2022. And then I think it was October and maybe November. I don't know. All I know is that no matter how organic, grass-fed, hormone-free the chicken is that I eat, one, I really struggle to cook it. I can't. It's so bad. I pray so much. And it's just, here's a, here, I've got so much to say about this. I've got so much to say about this with my journey when it comes to trying to eat animal products and the reason why I can't. 
first of all, dairy gives me inflammation and acne, so I just don't eat it. Um, it is the one thing that I'll like indulge in whenever I'm back at like my parents. But I really try not to because it really grosses me out and the amount of chemicals. And like if you've ever seen like a dairy farm, it's just bad. It's just bad all around bad. Okay. With chicken, I had this happen twice um, back in 2019. And then again, um, it happened to me November of 2022 where I will periodically eat chicken. And then all of a sudden my boobs are engorged because of the hormones and i promise you i was buying hormone free grass-fed chicken so obviously the labels are lying here in canada which is really disturbing to me which is like a whole other thing when it comes to food regulation here in north america it's disturbing and disgusting but and i remember this happening to me the last time i had kind of come off my vegetarian diet where I would eat chicken and my boobs would swell up and get so sensitive. And I'm not talking PMS sensitive. I am talking like fully fucking engorged, like three cup sizes bigger than they usually are. And like, I can't even like lightly feather the top of my boob because it hurts so bad. And that happened to me like beginning of November of 2022 and I was like, fuck this shit. I know exactly why that happened. And I've been on a vegan diet ever since because it's so weird, but like dairy I cut out in 2021. I had to have not had a lot of dairy in the last two years. I cut out meat again and I'm like on like a permanent cutout of meat. And this is the thing too, is every time I would do a shroom trip, I would come back and I wouldn't be able to eat meat for like months, which is telling me something. Cause when you're on a shroom trip, you're very high up in your soul energy in the higher dimensions. And I already know that my soul does not fuck with this shit at all understands it from like a biological human level but like is also not the kind of being I'm not the kind of being that like it doesn't work for me and I also know that psychologically and we have seen studies on this in terms of like this the subconscious like psychology neuroscience and biology that if you eat something with guilt whether it's a cookie or animal products or whatever the fuck it is if you eat it with guilt or shame, it does not digest in your body the same way as if you were to eat it with pride and joy. So it actually changes the way your body digests. And I think because I have such an inherent ethical issue with meat that my body just like does not digest it well and it causes a bunch of problems in in my digestive tract and just in my body in general. And honestly, for me as well, being so energetically sensitive, when I was eating meat during that period of healing my hormones, which I think it did in some way heal my hormones. I don't know how, maybe not. I don't fucking know, but there was some shit going on. Maybe it was the supplements. But I like felt energetically like, not good like I didn't feel like my my aura felt heavy because the guilt and just like eating a dead animal eating a dead being like that just it didn't it, I, I don't fuck with it again this is not me saying that you need to be vegan or vegetarian this is this is for me this has been for me since since I can remember like I made the decision intentionally when I was 15 but even as a kid I did not feel good eating meat so I just that's for me and that might not resonate for you and that is so okay um but I will say if you are eating animal products, please source from an actual farm, like an actual farm, like where they're like kind to the animal. Like I just, oh, even then, but they're so cute. Like how could, they're just so cute. How could, I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. Do your thing. Feed your body in the way that it needs to be fueled. But this it's just an issue for me. It's always been an issue for me. So I am like very much back on um, my vegan my vegan vibe and I had been vegan a couple of times throughout the last 10 years um I always liked eggs 
<laughs> and that changed for me after my 25th birthday. I don't know what happened on my 25th birthday. If it was some sort of fucking rite of passage, energetic upgrade, or deeper awareness of self and body and what is meant for me. I literally woke up the day after my birthday and looked at the eggs in my fridge and was like, I can never eat that again. <laughs> and it's not for a lack of trying. I've gone out for breakfast with my parents a couple of times. And here's the thing with the egg. If it's in a gluten-free cookie and I can't taste it, it's not an issue for me. It's a little bit of a turnoff, but it's not an issue for me. Because if I think of the egg, like even thinking, talking about it right now, for some reason is making me incredibly nauseous. And this is what happened to me on my birthday. I looked at the eggs in their cute little clear container in my fridge. And I was just like, I literally wanted to vomit. Like I literally could not do it. And I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. So I used up the eggs by like making um, cookies and things like that. And like muffins from like my birthday to the end of the year. And like did the little, little Christmas little Christmas cookies and things like that. Um, and I have not bought an eggs. Bought? I have not bought. I have not boughten. Boughten is not an English word. I have not bought. Is it? <gasps> Guys, what's going on with my vocabulary today? This is poor. Oh, okay. I have not bought, I think is the proper English. That was not proper English. Anyway, I haven't, I have not eaten eggs except for three times since uh, and each time is when I go back home and one of them was in like a like a breakfast sandwich which is fine because again I can't taste or feel the egg in my mouth when I'm doing that because it's like sandwiched between like toasty bread and cheese um which I, I did 100% have cheese on it I'm not gonna lie um and then when I went out with, for breakfast with my dad oh my god that was so bad on father's day they didn't have gluten-free toast so I was like oh fuck me and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just have them scrambled. I looked at the plate and I like got so nauseous. I tried, I put it in my mouth and I literally, like, you know, whenever kids eat something and they just like, like they're babies and then they just like stick their tongue out and they just like let it drop all over their tray. That's literally what I wanted to do. It was the most unappealing, disgusting texture and taste in my mouth. And it's just not been a vibe. So I'm like not digging it. I'm not doing it. Maybe that'll change. I don't know. I also think... Oh, I think this is what it is for me. This is what makes me, this is what fucking turns me off. This is, and if this is going to change your mind about eating eggs, maybe just like skip forward about 30 to 45 seconds here. It's like eating, like I just think about like the fact that I'm a woman and I release an egg every, ugh. no, I can't even explain it. No, I can't even explain it. <laughs> and the fact that, no, I can't. Literally, that's why. That is why I cannot eat them. That's why I'm turned off by them. It's like a reproductive health. No, I can't do it. Moving on. Anyways, point being from August 2021 to fall of 2022, I think I lost somewhere between like seven and 10 pounds. Okay. And this was really unintentional, but I was at a point in my body weight where I weighed the exact same that I did at my peak level of fitness. So I had said earlier that when I got out of an abusive relationship, I weighed, I was very, very underweight. And then I gained like over 30 pounds of muscle, right? In a year's time. And I was very, very fit. I was looking at photos of myself, actually. My legs and my ass were jacked. Holy shit, they were jacked. Oh my God, my back was ripped. I was so strong, so fit. And... Fast forward to fall of 2022, I weighed the same amount, but 
definitely did not look the same. And I actually talked about this very candidly on my Instagram stories during that time being like, my body looks like this now and my body looked like this then. And the only similarity they have are two things. One, the number on the scale is the exact same, like literally to the measurement. But two, and two, they have the exact same level of worthiness, even though one is pure muscle and one is like literally pure fat. But I did not feel good in my body. And it's not because I had extra fat and what I looked like that I didn't feel good in my body. It's because I felt heavy because I had extra weight on me. And that's why I felt heavy. I did not feel like myself. I like feeling like a feather. I don't, this is, and this is the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the disclaimer. This is not about weighing like a feather. This is not about the weight on the scale at all. This is about feeling light, energetically feeling light, physically feeling light, feeling like I can move my body and moving my body doesn't feel hard. Like, like, oh, the, how can I explain this? Like, you know, like imagine holding like, like imagine carrying like dumbbells around with you all day and like feeling heavy. That's what I felt like. And so I intentionally set out to lose weight in a very, very healthy and sustainable way in fall of 2022 I was like Kate I'm 25 I want to be in the best shape of my life like that that's what I want that is that that's what I desire for myself and I honestly thought losing like 10 pounds was going to be perfect for me and then I realized like nope that's not feeling good for me like I still feel like I need to lose more to feel the way that I want to feel and I had to really change my relationship with weighing myself. So I did not weigh myself often. Usually when you're on a weight loss journey, you're told to weigh yourself every week. I did not. I weighed myself every three to four weeks because that's what was healthy for me. And I was very, very, very strategic on when I weighed myself. Oh, had a pizza last night and like ate more than my calorie deficit. Yeah, not weighing myself today because I know that that is one, not an accurate reflection of where my weight is actually at. And two, that's going to trigger the fuck out of me. So I had to be very aware of that. And that's the thing with wanting to lose fat. It doesn't happen in the gym. It happens in the kitchen. Okay. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to stop eating carbs. Your brain needs glucose. So don't even think about not eating carbs. Carbs actually needs to make up like a good portion of your diet. Protein needs to be the biggest portion um, when you're trying to lose weight, then carbs and then fats. And the like, I think the average, correct, I could, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe do a Google search on this. Don't take me at my word. But if I'm remembering the math correctly, you want to eat a gram of protein for every pound of body weight that you are on average, or at least like 70%, 60 to 70% of that. You also want to eat 60 to 70% of your body weight in grams of carbs. Is it that or is it more? I think it might be even higher. At least 70% for sure. And I think it's like something like 40 to 60% of fat, um, of like healthy fats. So this was research that I did and I, I, I worked with someone on this and um, that was super, super helpful for me. And so when you're losing fat, you basically need your body to start targeting fat cells for stored nutrition, which means you need to go into a calorie deficit that should never exceed 500 calories. And the way that you measure this is by understanding your, um, basal metabolic rate, which is the amount of calories you need when you aren't doing butt fuck all, but thinking and sitting to sustain your body. And then you 
you also then have to calculate how much energy you burn throughout the day. And what that ends up representing is what's called a TD. T-D-E-E, a total daily expenditure, no, total daily energy expenditure calculation, which then tells you how much you need to eat in terms of protein, carbs, and fats, and calories in a particular day to maintain, gain, or lose weight. And the average calorie deficit for someone who wants to lose weight sustainably is 300 to 500 calories below their maintenance weight. So let's say you are someone who with your basal metabolic rate plus your ener- like the energy that you are burning throughout the day from your work or from working out or whatever you're doing, let's say you need, you know, 2500 calories a day to sustain you, okay? I don't know how realistic that is for a woman. I don't fucking know. I honestly don't know because it has to do with your height. It has to do with like how much you already weigh. It has to do with your, like it has, there's so much that goes into it. So make sure you do your research. Like it's really, really important that you do your research and that you do this healthy because I'm telling you, just like how I lost 45 pounds super quick back in 2019, I gained like 25 to 30 of that back because that's not sustainable because my mindset was not in the right place and my body was not in the right place either because your body is going to starve and then you're going to binge for six months because your body was fucking starving so you need to do this in a very sustainable way so let's say you need 2500 calories to sustain you at your current weight and you this is like that's your td calculation okay if you want to lose weight like lose fat specifically then you need to eat somewhere between 2,000 and 2,200 calories a day so that you're in what's called a caloric deficit. And then you need to also maintain your workouts for that. You don't need to work out any harder, any longer. You don't need to run and add cardio in. You just need to continue during your workouts the way that you're doing them with that slight calorie deficit or with a full calorie deficit. The full calorie deficit is the 500. The slight is the 300. I at most have had a 450 calorie deficit. I refuse to do the 500 because I love snacks. Fuck it. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. And also like things that you don't think would count as calories count. And this is where if you have a struggle with counting calories and like restricting and other eating disorders, which is why I don't want people who are struggling with that or who are not in a good place in the recovery listening to this because it's really fucking triggering. And it could have been really triggering for me too had I not already done the work with Lauren to heal my relationship with food. That came 18 months almost or 14. No, can you do math properly? Hmm, No, you cannot. 14 months. That came 14 months. I did 14 months of healing my relationship with food and binge eating and I healed that completely before I went into intentionally trying to lose fat off of my body. And I feel like that's so important to note because if I hadn't done that, I actually don't think I would be in the place that I am having completed that journey of weight loss. So anyways, Needless to say, that's how you do that. And you don't have to work out any extra. You don't have to. You just got to maintain where you are. Um, And exercise is super important just for your physical health. I have always enjoyed exercise ever since I was 16 and I got into the gym. I have loved weightlifting. It is my like one of my biggest passions. I really am starting to get into Pilates a little bit more, but honestly, I prefer lifting weights. And right now for the last year, my obsession has been running. I will choose running over weightlifting any day right now, which is so strange because if you would have said that to me like 18 months ago, I would have laughed in your fucking face. But yeah, I the running doesn't involve anything outside of me. It involves me and my mindset, my determination, my discipline, my willpower, 
and the fucking sheer will of never giving up on myself. So that's why I love running. Running honestly did not contribute to my weight loss, I don't think, because maybe it did. I don't know, maybe it did. I I was already running before I started this whole journey of like wanting to lose some weight. And I didn't start losing weight because I wanted to look a certain way. I lost weight because I wanted to feel a certain way. And people might hear that and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I say this in full transparency. I have before and after pictures of what I looked like around my 25th birthday. And then obviously pictures of what I look like now. And I, I actually didn't know that I had a before picture because I, again, it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't take before pictures intentionally. I had just taken one one day, honestly forgot about it, but I didn't intentionally like say I'm going to have before and after pictures because to me, I didn't think there were, there was going to be a before and an after. I just, it was about feeling different. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, honestly, I haven't, I don't see any changes in my body. Like it looks the exact same to me as it did X amount of pounds ago even though the scale was, has, like, it went down, it went down significantly, and it wasn't until I saw this photo where I was like, holy shit, I look so fucking different, and when I look at old videos of me now, or, like, I see that one particular photo, I'm like, oh, oh my god, like, holy crap, so, to me, like, now, because I've seen that photo, I can recognize that I do look different, but up until that point, I didn't think I looked different. And I still felt really good about where my body was at because I was feeling lighter. I was feeling stronger. My endurance was getting better. So um, that's kind of where I want to put that part of the conversation. I don't think that you should lose weight because you feel like it'll make you prettier or that society will accept you or that a boy or a girl will, will like you more because you you know have a flatter stomach or your boobs got smaller or your ass got fatter or whatever it is that people are trying to achieve these days, I really don't think that you should do it for that because at the end of the day, that's not sustainable. Just like I didn't do this for anyone else. I did it for how I wanted to feel in my body. I didn't start running for anyone else. I did that for me and proving potential to myself. Um, I didn't start weightlifting because I thought, you know, strong women are more attractive. I I started weightlifting because I wanted to get stronger in myself and in my autonomy and in my body. So all of these things I have done for myself with the best intention and a very, very healthy intention at that. So I need you, if you're going to go into this journey, I I really need you to go into it with the same, the same principles, because that's the only way it's going to feel good. And it's the only way it's going to be successful because you cannot hate yourself into a new body. You cannot hate yourself into a new mindset. You cannot hate yourself into being healed. You need love for all of those things. And there have been moments on this journey where I have had to really choose to love myself and the one thing that I'm very proud of is that on this journey in these last several months is that I have allowed myself to eat the pizza and eat the cake. I actually had an incredible client send me a beautiful freaking gluten-free olive cake, which is just, oh my God, I will be buying one of these every year for the rest of my life. It is the most delicious cake I've ever eaten in my entire life. I literally ate cake for four days straight. And what was interesting is that I ate cake for four days straight and I didn't gain anyway because I had a weigh-in that week because it was the end of the month and that was hilarious to me and so I allow myself these things um a couple of weekends ago back in July I was going through a real real rough time with my grief I ate a whole box of cereal in 24 hours and listen I'm not saying do that either but I'm saying I haven't been perfect with it and I'm not sitting here like 
eating only fucking like leaves and vegetables and strawberries all day, mind you, I will admit that is pretty much like 85 to 95% of my diet. I eat so much healthy food because it's what I crave. I crave, I, okay, I'm not even kidding. I'm literally not even kidding. And there are people who probably listen to this being like, that's fucking bullshit or like, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm not even kidding. I crave this. And I don't know if it's because I crave it because the iron or if I just crave it because it's really good. I will literally go and buy like two to three heads of broccoli, chop it up, put a little bit of olive oil, garlic powder, salt, pepper. No, not pepper. Do I even put salt on it? I actually don't even know if I put salt on it. I know for sure it's garlic powder, lemon juice, and cayenne pepper. I'll throw it in the air fryer at 400 for eight minutes. You actually don't understand. I will fuck up like two heads of broccoli in one sitting. Like that to me, oh my God, I love it. I love kale chips. I love healthy food because I feel good eating it. It tastes delicious because I make it taste yummy. But I also feel so good after. I feel light after. I don't like eating foods that make me feel heavy. And that's not to say that foods that make me feel heavy are the bad ones. Or like, I actually don't, we shouldn't say that. It's not bad food. It's like, like junk food. Like it's not necessarily that junk food always makes me feel heavy. I think it depends like what I'm eating. Cookies definitely do. I think it's the sugar. Um, Pizza definitely doesn't make me feel light after, but I love pizza so much that I'm willing to deal with that, um, to have it whenever I feel like having it. But I make like super healthy quesadillas and Mexican burrito bowls and homemade pizza. Oh my God, my homemade gluten-free vegan pizza Oh my God, my kids are going to love that one day. I'm like so excited. I'm so excited. And that's the other thing too, is like, I love cooking. I love being in the kitchen and I love being active because those are pillars that are so important for me because they're very creative. They show me my potential and what I'm capable of. And also like, I have always been someone since like the youngest age who has had the mentality of like, I'm doing this for my kids. So like every time I make a new recipe in the kitchen, oh my God, I have made, I have I'm not even kidding. The best vegan mac and cheese recipe. So good. So good. It is going in the family cookbook for my family and the lineage that I like extend on. It's so good. You actually don't understand. You do not understand. It is such a good recipe that I have come up with that I'm literally not sharing it with anyone except for my family because it's that fucking good and it's my fucking recipe and I'm so fucking proud of it. You you don't understand. You don't understand. These things give me so much joy. Food gives me joy. Movement and seeing what my body is capable of, it gives me joy. Not everyone is going to be like that. And the one thing that it, I've noticed when it comes to exercise is if you have a very masculine job, so like you're thinking a lot and you're producing a lot and you're or you're very physically move, like active in your in your job, you're probably going to want like more gentle workouts. My work is very intuitive, emotional, and creative, which means that my workouts need a masculine energy so that my my polarities can be in balance. So that's also something else that I've noticed, um, and that applies whether you're female or male um, or however you identify. Um, it doesn't really matter. It it just it has to do with how it just has to do with balancing your energies, which is like a whole other topic of conversation we could get into. And then I kind of already talked about this, but I have it in the note here of like, I'm not on a vegan. I have, so I've heard like people who get on vegan diets, they lose a lot of weight probably because they're eating healthier than they ever have in their entire life. Cause you have to get creative when you're vegan. I didn't do that. Like I said, I've been vegetarian on off since I was 15. I stopped eating dairy in 2021 for the most part, like 99.9% of the time. Um, and 
have eaten and chosen a plant-based lifestyle because it's what has always felt organic to me. Also, I do eat organic. I will say that. I try and buy most things organic um, because I notice a difference. And then I talked about um, my relationship with food, how that has changed, and that's thanks to Lauren, absolutely. And then, yeah, doing things because of my kids. Like the other thing too with like, I used to hate ab workouts. I used to hate it. And then my abs started getting stronger. Like my abdominals started getting stronger. And I was like, ooh, this is fun. Like I'm, I'm getting strong. And then I thought about it of like, oh my God, this is where I'm going to carry my babies. And that to me, like I'm telling you kids, my kids are such a motivating factor for me. I want them to look at me as their mom and be like, holy fuck, she has done everything she could before we even got here to be the best mom. And like she continues to model that while we're here. Like that's how I want my kids to feel. And I hope that they do. And if they don't, then that's fine. Um, but like, I hope that that's how they feel because I am literally doing everything to set myself up to be the best mom mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, um, materially. Like I am doing everything I can to be the best wife, the best mom, and just the best human that I can and want to be so that my family and so I can be proud of myself of course too but so that my kids and my family can also be proud of me and know that I will go to the ends of the earth for them like I don't know to me like that was a big thing when I got sober too of like in five years will my behavior be something one that I'm proud of and two will this behavior be conducive to the goals I have is it going to help me meet my goals if the answer is no then I just don't take part in it like drinking does not and drugs do not are not conducive to the my five-year plan Like they're not like if I were to sit here and say, oh, is getting drunk every Friday or Saturday conducive to where I want to be in five years? Is that the person that I would want to be in five years? The answer is no, I'm going to be in my 30s in five years. Like I absolutely do not want to be behaving that way um, in my 30s. And it's not going to help me get to my professional goals, my personal goals or my family goals. So I just don't take part in it. Um, So that's been a big thing for me, too. And it's a big part of why I got sober And then when it comes to my relationship with exercise, I never had a bad relationship with exercise. If I didn't want to do it, I didn't fucking do it. And honestly, I'm kind of like that now um, where if I, but this is the thing where, and I teach this in a happy human, it's called compassionate discipline. And if you want to know all about it and go through the process, a happy human is for you. But in essence, compassionate discipline is knowing when your mind is being weak and defiant. Essentially, I don't really use that terminology in a happy human, but that's essentially what it is. Um, or when you actually need like compassion and to like chill the fuck out. So there are times like last night I was absolutely exhausted. I literally did not want to go for a run and I was, I was fucking exhausted yesterday. Like absolutely just horrendously exhausted. I don't know why entirely, but I was. And I decided not to go for a run last night. And that felt good. I got a really good sleep and I'm so grateful I didn't go for the run. Today, I didn't feel like going for a run. I really didn't feel like going. But today was one of those days where like I didn't feel like going, but like I needed to go. Like this was one of those days where like you need compassionate discipline because this was just like me not feeling like it. I wasn't, I had the energy. But here's the thing. I was such a silly little goose today because 
rather than, and this is where, and I want to share this because it's, it was really just proof. And I was like, okay, I need to make sure that I talk about this. And maybe that's why I had such a horrible fucking run tonight. Um, cause I need to talk about this, but you need fuel. If you're going to be working out and like pushing your body to new limits, regardless of if you're losing fat or not, and like you're in a caloric deficit, you still need to eat and you need to nourish yourself really, really well because your body needs fuel to do this kind of shit. Your body needs fuel to think your body needs fuel to operate and your body needs fuel to exercise. You are not going to hit new PRs and new personal bests and new best miles if you do not eat. And today I did not hydrate enough and I did not eat enough before going for my run. And I came home and immediately was like I'm just gonna go for a run and I was already starving like I needed to eat like I I absolutely should have eaten and then gone out 90 minutes later for my run but I was kind of in that space of like if I don't go for a run now I'm not gonna go for a run tonight and that was a very very stupid decision because not even like I it was just a bad run I was so hungry my stomach was cramping I was so dehydrated another part of my stomach was cramping and I was like this is fucking miserable I didn't even run 5k that's just very sad that is just a very, 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 very sad kind of run. Considering I ran 21.1 on Saturday and I ran like seven and a half yesterday, uh, two days ago, like just sad. Like I'm past the five mark now at this point in my runs. I'm usually running like anywhere from seven and a half to 10 on the average run. That's like what I've been trying to get through and it's what feels good. And oh my God, it was just proof of like, yeah, see next time, silly little goose, make sure you eat, make sure you hydrate. So that way you have the fuel to go on your run. And obviously this had nothing to do with like, this has nothing to do with losing weight because I'm, I'm past that at this point. Um, and I've never restricted food to lose weight and I've never exercised to lose weight um, in like that kind of like negative unhealthy sense. It was just like kind of proof of like, yeah, not eating is not going to help you in a weight loss journey or in a fitness journey. So that, and then the final note that I have here too, is I also know when to tap out. So Running, I don't have as much of an issue with. But for example, today, like I ran like four and a half kilometers. I could have pushed another 500. My, my body was hurting. My body was hurting hard. I'm not going to lie. And so I had to kind of tap out. There have been times where I've been at the gym and I'm exhausted and I'm like really struggling. And I'm not saying like struggle and push for two more reps. It's like, it's like, like I'm struggling and I have to just decide like, okay, is my body at a limit or is my mind at a limit? When your body is at a limit, that's when you tap out. When your mind is at a limit, that's when you push for two. Um, and the whole concept of like pushing for two is like add two more reps. Like when you think, when your mind thinks it's done with the reps, add two more. That's how you get stronger. Um, and whenever your mind is done with running, add two more miles. Um, I go by miles because my silly little app that I run with does not measure in kilometers. It's all in miles. So you just add that. And when it's your mindset, you show yourself that you can like push past your, your own inner resistance and your own limits within. And whenever it's your body, you need to honor that because it's your body saying, okay, like I know the limits here physically and we need to chill the fuck out. So I've also become very in tune and very aware with that. Um, but yeah, that has been my journey so far and I am happy that I live in a body that is able to do these things and um, in a body that I love and I'm glad to be in a body that feels like my own and it really does now and I'm really grateful that I got through that whole process of losing weight in a very, very healthy way and yeah, I hope that anyone who is listening to this 
views food as fuel. Food is fun. Food is nutritious. There are no good and bad foods. There are just nutrient dense foods and then really fun foods that have like pretty much no nutrient value or nutritious value. And that's okay. Um, the one thing I will tell you, because I can say this because I remember dying in several of my past lives. You guys already know that though. If you're regular listeners, I promise you none of us get to the other side. I don't remember a single time in the several times that I remember crossing back over to the other side being like, damn, I really shouldn't have eaten that cake. So while you're in the human experience, eat the pizza, eat the cake, eat the cookies. Don't abuse your body by feeding it when it's not actually hungry. Eat healthy as often as you can because you need nutrients, but also eat the foods that are fun. Eat the cookies, eat the cake, eat it all. I will say too, I think a big part of why that that's not so much of an issue for me is because I have celiac disease. I can't go to fast food restaurants, so I'm not enticed by that. I can't eat 99% of the food at the cafe that I go and co-work at because it's not gluten-free. Like I have to always go with the healthy option when I'm out because of celiac disease. So there is that added to it too. Dude, if I could fuck up some, some Big Macs and some McNuggets, I think we might be having a bit of a different story, but I can't. So it's a whole other realm of discipline too and health consciousness in a good healthy way that I've had to adapt to, but that's been ongoing for me for like, four years at this point so no five I don't remember the math oh my god six. Oh, the math is not mathing today I think I've had a long day anyways I am gonna leave it at that and hopefully you have taken something positive from this if this has stirred up negative feelings in you then it's not your time to start this journey then you just need to you need to work on mindset you need to see a nutritionist and you need to see a therapist so that you can get your mindset on this first before you start making any food and dietary and exercise changes i will say that but anyways if you're looking for help in the mindset department you know a happy human is always there for you we talk about this a happy human is literally how i brought myself through the entire transformation process of my spiritual awakening in a very scientific and psychological way from being homeless to now being a successful business owner. And so if you want to get your hands on that, use code code COSMIC at checkout and you can save some money. And yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was definitely a weird, odd one for me to do. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely a topic that I don't discuss, but I'm glad that you have requested this and I hope that it's helpful to you. And as usual, go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you.